Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. It's just God's wonderful thing. From babies being dedicated to honoring mothers and ladies that have lived a life of holiness and godliness, being set apart for his calling and his purposes, they've passed that on from generation to generation. What a beautiful tapestry of God's glorious design, his plan, and his purposes. That's what today is all about. It's about honoring you. It's about recognizing who you are, what you've done, what you've sacrificed. It's about you when no one saw. It's about you walking the floor at night because you knew that prayer was your weapon. And instead of worrying, you just begin to pray in the spirit. And you praised and you worshiped your way through the night until it was time for the alarm clock to go off. But your physical body felt rested because you were doing what you were supposed to. And you were standing in the gap for your family. You were warring for them. It's about you today. Recognizing who you are, what you give, what you pour into the lives of those that you love. It's about nurturing and understanding. It's about you, gentlemen, being kind to that wife, loving her and recognizing her gifts and her callings and recognizing that the heart of the father is in her. And that's why she arises and she prays. It's about not saying Go back to sleep. You need your rest. But letting her get up and go intercede and go into a prayer closet with the Lord. It's about you recognizing who you are in Christ and knowing that you were created in his image and his likeness. And that you know that the DNA of you is the same of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And your God loves you so much and cares so much about you. That today he has an appointment with you. And he planned this months ago. Months ago. It's not going to be an illustrated sermon with me wearing blue slacks that my mother scolded me about after church and said, those, that outfit was just so big and baggy on you. I said, well, mother, that's the nicest outfit I had. Well, I crawled in and out of the boat. I said, and I had to wear something so I could crawl in and out of the boat. Do you realize that last year I wore tennis shoes to church? During the sermon? Yeah. Only for you, Calvary family. Only for you. But today's about understanding about the Father's love and about how special you are to Him. As we started January 1, our pastor shared a sermon called The Door. Do you remember that? The Door. How many of you remember? Okay, it was good. It was powerful. It was prophetic. It was strong. There was such faith in this building that it was electrifying. But my problem was this. I'm sitting in the atmosphere of all this power and faith and watching for over an hour as you circled around this worship center house. And we watched one at a time as you walked through that door. Believing and trusting God for a breakthrough and for an answer to your prayer. Believing and trusting him and his word. It was like you really did that day. You stepped out of the boat and you walked on water. You were like Peter when he said, Lord, if that's you, I'll come. And that day by faith, you know what you did? You said, Lord, I'm coming. I'm walking through that door. I'm going to go through it. I believe you for supernatural things to happen. But I was told in November to preach a Mother's Day sermon entitled The Door. But guess what? In a secret place with the Lord this morning, that confusion from life began to clear. And I have an answer for you today. For you today. This is a personal message to each of you from the Lord. I have a message to you from the Lord today of why he told me in November 
that I would share a message today called the door. He knew that pastor was preparing a message of the door and that would be our kickstart into 2023. He knew that. And as I began to pray, he said, but why, why, why? I don't understand. This is what he said, because he had a reminder in his heavens today for you of what he had prepared for you January the 1. Before the sermon was even preached, he already had set up a reminder to you today of what he said to you January 1st, 2023. He reminds you today of his word, of breakthrough, of power, of protection, of care, of, of security, of healing. Of healing. He reminds you of all those things today. And before the sermon was even preached, he had it set up that that promise was already in place. And you receive it and you got it in Jesus' name. You know, remember the door? Remember the door? You remember the door? Well, I don't have the door. Look at the door. Let me show you what the door looks like now. Look at our door. It's destroyed by the storms of life. It was set outside instead of set in a connex or a trailer. And it rotted. But guess what that door is? It was a burning bush from the Lord for you that day. It was a storm of life that you stepped out of the boat that day and began to walk on water. That door doesn't represent anything because we know the door. And this is your door today I want you to see. They're working. Look at that. We know the door. We know the way. We know the truth. We know who the one was that pushed us out of that seat last, that Sunday, January the 1st, and made us begin to walk in our destiny and our purposes. We know the one that is the way maker. We know the one who is the healer. We know the one who is our Jehovah Jireh. We know the one who is the beginning and the end. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When there is no way, he will make a way. When there's no step there. He'll put a step. You know what? You don't have to even put a step. You just start walking and he's right there with you. Amen. He's there. So today I remind you of the words that pastor preach. He said the door, the door is in Leviticus. Hang on. I got to catch up with myself. This is when we're going to start tagging Leviticus 23, four Sunday, January, the 20. January 1st, 2023 was an appointed time of the Lord for you. It was a set time. It was a prophetic time from the Lord for you to catch hold of what he has for you, to re-flame, to start a re-burning of a fire inside of you to believe him for the impossible. In Genesis 18:14, his word says, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the, uh, what? Appointed time. Next year. Everybody say next year. Say next year. And you will have a promise. You will have your promise. Sometimes we stepped over that doorway and we thought it was going to happen January the 2nd, didn't we? So we just kept on and we stepped on, stepped on. And guess what? Now it's been five and a half months. And you know what our faith looks like? It looks like that door that's in the trash burn pile. It's all torn up. It's worn out. It looks like it's nothing. And you know what? It's really weak. I can put my foot on it and bust the wood in half because it's just in desperate, horrible condition. It's destroyed. Is your faith destroyed like the, like the physical door that we saw? Are you remembering what he said at the appointed time? I will bring forth my promise. You'll see it happen. Galatians 6, 9 says, don't give up. Don't grow weary or become discouraged from doing good. Doing good means you just keep your face saying, I'm going this direction. I'm not going to turn to the right or the left, but I'm going to keep going straight. 
The Lord made me a promise and I'm going to hold on to it no matter what life looks like. Amen. He says, don't grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, doing what's right. For at the proper time, we will reap. Say it. We will reap. Say it again. We will reap. If, if we don't give up. Today, the Holy Ghost has a booster shot of him for himself for you. You know, I got the vaccine. And to my surprise, I got a notice a year later. It said I needed a booster. Well, the Lord says to you today, he's got a booster for you today in your faith. He said, I had something planned for you, January the one that was my word. That was my promise. And you've forgotten what I said. You've let go of the promise. You stood in line for an hour and a half to walk through a doorway. And yet, we've forgotten the promise of the Lord. He says, don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't let go. Don't look at what people are saying. Don't believe the doctor's report. I am the Jehovah Jireh, your God of more than enough, and I will meet and I will provide all of your needs in Jesus' name. Go, go. Tag, you're it. There you go. All right. I believe exactly what Pastor Phyllis said, that God gave us. Isn't that amazing that God will give you a word to start the year? And then about midway, he says, I'm going to give you a little boost to get you through that thing. Now, this is North Alabama. We don't understand rockets and boosters and space shots. So, you know, that first big booster gets you up off the ground, right? I believe January 1, God gave you a word and got you going into 2023. But today, we're about to hit another booster. Come on, you ready? And we're going to go and launch into that next season in our life. We're going to keep going through that place. I love what we see here. I want you to turn to Isaiah 43 and verse 18. We read this and I, and it's really critical. I want to go into Philippians chapter three and I appreciate what, what, what Pastor Phyllis has heard from the Lord. I remember when, when she, uh, when I said to her January or the leading up to January one, I said, I believe God wants us to speak about the door. And she gave me that look. I said, what? I thought, have I already preached that sermon or something? And she said, well, uh, the Lord told me that Mother's Day, I want to speak about the door. So, but she was kind enough to tell me after. So it didn't get in my way, you know. Isn't that a good wife? Come on, amen. How many are thankful for that? And so she, she shared, she was sharing. And, 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 uh, and I told her this last week. I said, you know, this is pretty cool. I passed her, uh, the same church 42 years. I, I never can repeat a sermon. But today I get to repeat a little bit of my sermon. I'm excited about that. I never get to do a redo. I never get, you know, you see this one and then there's sequel one, sequel two. You know, um, uh, Phoenix was excited about Guardian of the Galaxies 3 that came out. Well, you know, I never get to do a remix or a redo. So this is a, I get a little thing here. But I really believe that God has something to say to you. That God wants to boost your faith today. How many are ready for a faith boost today? That God wants to encourage you. God wants you to see something. Ladies, we're going to make it really personal here in a minute. Isaiah 43 and verse 18 and 19. God says this. Remember we started. Forget the former thing. Someone say forget. Look at this. Do not dwell on the past. Dwell means that's where you live. You know what? If you're going to see everything God has in store for you and your family, you have to stop living in yesterday. You have to stop being identified with yesterday. Come on, let's make a declaration. We are not dwelling in the past. We are not living in the past. We are not who we were. Come on, anybody here? You're not the mistakes you made. You're the person you are today. You are not what other people said about you. You're the person that God says you are today. We're not going to dwell there. Let's quit living there. We're going to move on. Do not dwell in the past. Why? Because God says, verse 19, I am doing a new thing. I love this next word. Are you ready? When is it going to happen? Come on, say it again. When? Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says, I'm ready to do it right now. How many are ready today for a boost in your faith? You're ready for something to shift. Well, what about the rest of you? I'm going to ask you again. How many are ready for a now word from God? Something happened. I believe that. 
And I love this. Look, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Why does he say you've got to really look? Because where is God going to do it? He's going to do it right where you are. Look, he says, I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. How many times do we postpone what God's going to do for us? How many times do you say, well, when I get out of this desert, then I'm going to be okay. When I get out of this hard time, everything's going to be okay. We postpone and we postpone and we wait. And God says, right now, right where you are, I'm going to renew and encourage your faith. So let's look at Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3 and verse 12. Philippians 3 and verse 12. Now, you know, I, I don't do this tag team preaching very often. And I have to admit today that I'm having to really concentrate because I've never, uh, Philippians chapter 3, I've never preached with anybody this beautiful, so it really kind of rattles me a little here. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell the truth. I keep trying to look at my Bible, but I keep looking at her, and I look at her, and I'm like, I mean, I just got to tell you, you know, she's my baby mama, so you know, what can I say? It's just, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm distracted a little bit here. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm trying my best. All right. All right, let's go to verse 12. Not that, I have rubber, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. Come on, how many of you are still in this thing? See, this is what I love. How many walked through that door in faith January 1? We did that, didn't we? Pastor Phyllis said it was beautiful. And you guys stood in line for an hour to make that step of faith that day. I'll never forget it. It was beautiful. It was powerful. So powerful. But here's the good news, all right? Not that I've already obtained all this. We stepped through the door, but we're moving towards everything on the other side of that door today, right? You know, we stepped in. It wasn't instant, but it allowed us to go into a new season. So you make a decision and it allows you to be in the place where God can do what he said. There are choices you make that position you for God's will to happen in your life. So here we are. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already, already been made perfect. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, sisters, mothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. There it is again. We just read that in Isaiah 43. I'm going to have to forget some things. I'm going to have to let go of some things. I'm going to have to choose to stop living where I had my biggest failures. To stop living in the past, okay? Forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know what Pastor Phyllis is wanting us to do today on Mother's Day is check up on right now. To see where we are in the journey. To take another look. So we're not yet where we want to go. Neither was the Apostle Paul. Be encouraged about that today. This man had visions and revelations of heaven that were so incredible, God told him, you can't tell this to anyone else. This man traveled the known world and preached the gospel to hundreds of language groups that had never heard the name of Jesus. This man wrote two-thirds of the New Testament epistles. This man was a phenomenal apostle. Healings and miracles. This guy would preach. He preached all night one night and a kid fell asleep in the window on the second floor and fell out of the window and he killed him. Come on, that's usually the end for most preachers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm preaching, somebody falls over dead, usually I'm going to call the end of the service. All right, we're done. Paul just goes down and raises him from the dead and then it says he preached the rest of the night. This guy said, I'm not there yet. This guy said, I'm still on the journey. This man said, I've started. I walked through a door. I answered the call of God. I used to persecute the church. He said, I was chief among sinners. Does anybody hear what I just said? So you've got to stop living in the past. Paul had to come to the grips with this. When he first started to preach, it said the church in Jerusalem was afraid to even get around him. His reputation was so bad, they thought he was just coming undercover to throw more of them into jail. Now, you may have had a bad past, but all of you were allowed to come into the building today. 
I mean, you didn't walk through a TSA sensor that when you walked through it said sinner, 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 you know, a bad guy, bad girl, bad girl. No, we came in. Paul said, I did everything wrong, but God forgave me. And now that I was saved, he said, the grace of God has not been in vain in my life. I've given God everything. Can I encourage you today, if you're still on the journey, if you step through a threshold, if you said, God, I'm going to give you everything in my life, if you're believing for your family to be saved and your children to be saved and your home to honor God, listen to me today, you're still in good company. There are great men and women of God who said, I'm still pressing on. I'm not there yet. I haven't exactly gotten all of this to to happen. But I believe that God is faithful. Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know the Lord. I want to be everything God called me to be. I want to keep moving in this right direction. And he said, again, again, he said, I'm going to forget the things behind me. I'm going to stop dwelling in that place. You know, maybe you're going to have to stop dwelling with the people who are dwelling there. Did you hear what I said? You have to, you may need to stop dwelling with the people that are dwelling in the past. You may need to stop dwelling with the people dwelling on your past. You may have to come to this place and remember I told you this, this was something that, that, that really challenged me when he said, look, look at this again. It's in verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Remember I said, I'm a very literal person. I don't think very linearly. I'm the son of an architect and an engineer. And so I think that way. I reason that way. I work that way. I'm going to tell you, if I can live by faith, you can live by faith. How many heard what I just said? If I can live by faith, you can live by faith. I learned how to think in those ways. That's my world. That's how I thought. But I met Jesus. How many have met Jesus and he turned your world upside down? How many have met Jesus and you found out he's bigger than you are? He knows what you don't know. And he's told me, George, I don't need your logic. I need your faith. Come on. How, how many are with me today? He said, I'm not straining on your IQ. I'm wanting you to lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge me and I will direct your path. How many of you big shots need to become children again so God can lead you into the will of God in your life? How many are listening to me today? So here's what I said. He said one thing, then he said two things, and that messed me up. Because he said, this one thing I do, and then he said, forgetting what's behind, that's one. And straining toward what's ahead, that's two. I said, now God, that's not right. You said one thing, and then he said two. I don't, which one is it? And this is what the Holy Spirit said. It's two halves of one thing. (laughs) That's one thing. That's one thing. Listen, we always want to reach into the new season. Come on. How many want to hit your goal? Tell me. How many want to see your family saved? How many want to see your marriage restored? How many want to see the favor of God on your home, the blessing of God on your home? Well, listen, we can't get through that door to the next season till I let go of where I've been. It's one thing. I can't take hold till I let go. I can't step through until I let go of this thing. We have to understand if we are to keep moving along this process, I want to tell you something. There's some things you need to let go of today that you didn't have to let go of January 1. There's some more baggage that may have jumped on the train with you. Anybody with me? This this Christianity is not a one-time decision. How many are listening to me? It's not, okay, I did it, got my badge, let's go on. Oh, no, no, we're walking with the Lord. What you let go of January 1 was at this level. You're at another level right now. Are you with me? There's some things I need to let go of today that I didn't even know about January 1. You've met some new people since January 1. You've got a new job since January 1. You had your child do something you've never seen them do since January 1. Okay, one honest mom in the house and we'll keep moving along. You've heard some things you hadn't heard since January 1. Some of you got a doctor's report you hadn't had before January 1. Some of you had some things happen on your job that hadn't happened before January 1. Some of you have been fighting some inflation in your checkbook that, that, right, that you hadn't dealt with January 1. Some of you have had to say goodbye to a loved one that you hadn't had to say goodbye to. Before January 1. But I have some good news for you. There's an open door in front of us today. There's a will and a purpose of God in front of us today. And I want to encourage you today. On Mother's Day. Moms. Families. 
Brothers, sisters, believers, I want to tell you something today. God still has an open door in front of you. God still has an opportunity for you. You know what I love about Calvary? Let me tell you this. Every time you come to church here, you make a declaration that the word of God is true. Do you know that? Every time you walk in that door. Because every time you walk in this door, you are part of a living testimony that says God is who he says he is. What do you mean, pastor? Because when you walk in this door, in the diversity in this family, you are a living, breathing testimony that God so loved the world. That God included everybody. That God had a place for every single one of us. I love it. When you walk in this door, you're saying in this family, it's red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. When you walk inside this door, you're saying it's, uh, what's older than the baby boomers? I don't know what, that's baby, that's Miss Blackwell. They got the 91 year old thing. She was married to the people. You're the baby boomer mama. That's who you are. She's the baby boomer mama. She birthed a baby boomer. And then where do we go? Then we got, I don't know, baby busters. And then there's the millennials, and there's Gen X, and there's Gen Z. Do you know we have all those going here to Calvary? Do you know every time you come in the house, can I tell you, every generation, every ethnicity, every race, we make a statement that says our God's a great God. Our God's a great big God. The gospel is universal. You're part of a movement. How many are hearing me right now? You're part of a movement, a visible, living, breathing declaration that our God's big enough, gracious enough in every situation. So here's what I want you to see. That God has ordered your steps. That God has brought you to a place. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7 says, God says, I'll do this. I'm going to open a door that no man can close in front of you. How many are thankful for that? To the angels of the church in Philadelphia, write, these are the words of him who's holy and true, who holds the key of David. Look at this. What he opens, no one can shut. What he shuts, no one can open. Remember this, and here's what I want you to see. God will open the door. God will open the door for us. There's a door standing open in front of you right now. Are you with me? But I have to walk through the door. Do you know we may be praying for an open door, and a door's been open, and God's waiting for me to step through the door. God's waiting for me to let go of something so I can take hold of something. Let go of this so I can take hold of that. Can I encourage you something today? I want to thank you for coming and honoring your mom today. Moms, I want to thank you for working to get your family here. But I want, to, I want to charge you families today. I want to tell you something. There's more for you today. There's more for you today. You're not just going to survive. God wants to bless your home. God wants your home to be rich. God wants your home to have peace. God wants your home to be a place where the presence of God is rich and flowing and, and the joy of the Lord. Is there anybody listening to me today? God's got more than survival for us. Let's keep pressing on. Let's keep moving in this thing. Let's keep saying, God, I want your name in this house. I want my neighborhood to know this is a Jesus house. I want our family gatherings to be peaceful. Come on, anybody with me? I want my generations to see the glory of God. I want my children to say, I want to serve the God of my mother and my father. I want my grandchildren to say, that's who I want to be. That's what I want to be like. There's more. Paul says, I'm pressing on. I'm moving in this thing. God opened a door and by faith, I'm going to go through that door. Do you know it takes faith to let go and it takes faith to take hold? I can't grab the new if my hands are full of the old. I can't live in two houses at the same time. I have to move out of that old dwelling to move into the better place. I have to believe that my home and my family is going to be better. And you know, Pastor Phyllis showed us that. That's a real picture of that door I had down here that day. It got misplaced. Instead of putting it somewhere to save it for another time, it just got thrown on the ash pile. Do you know something today? You, as she said, you may be sensing, man, that day seems to have faded on me. That day seems to have slipped in the past. That day seems like it was 10 years ago, not five months ago. But can I give you a promise? There's a better door standing in front of you today. See, we're not dwelling on the path. Can I help you with something? You don't have to run backwards and keep running through the same door. You don't have to live in a cycle and keep looking for what God did a few months ago. God has a new thing for you right now. God says, behold, now I am raising something up in front of you. I am going in front of you and I am going to open a door for you. I'm going to make a way. I love that. 
I love how many are willing to say, Pastor, I'm going to let go so I can go in. I'm going to let go so I can move in this thing. Here's what I want you to know. There's some things you need to let go and forget and stop dwelling on. But mom, family, sons, daughters, husbands, fathers, can I remind you, there's some things you need to remember as you get ready to take that big step. So I believe in here today, God brought us here today. And I believe that there's something for every one of us. I really believe in this room. There are many, many, many people here on the verge of stepping into a new season in their life. You know, some of you grandparents, you know, you got a little more time than you used to have on your hand. And you, and you haven't reached this place in your life to sit on the couch and your best friend become the lazy boy and to know every reality show on TV. I believe God brought you in a season. You know, I kind of look at you, sorry, as a pastor, I've seen retirees, I'm thinking, Hallelujah. Full-time workers for the vision at Calvary. Come on. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, look at this thing. These guys are full-time now. I got me an army of full-timers now. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Look, Joshua and Caleb were 80 when they went into promised land. You know what Caleb said? I'm just as strong today as I was then. Do you know what the glory of God will do for you as a, as an octogenarian, as a grandmother and a grandfather? Do you know holy, godly living, walking through doors, letting go of the past, moving into the next season? It'll give you strength. It'll give you courage. It'll give you purpose. And ladies, are you listening to me? Sarah was 70. She was 65 years old. And Abraham said, he said, girl, we're going down to Egypt and you're so good looking, they're going to kill me to get to you. Listen, I don't know about 1-800-Jenny. I don't know about Weight Watchers. I don't know about uh, 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 Fat Zappers. Sorry, I don't know what you call it. I don't know about all those things that are out there and available, but I'll tell you this. There's something about Sarah was up into her 80s when Abraham tried that same dumb decision again. She's 80. He looks at her and says, girl, you're so fine. That king's going to kill me to get to you. 80 years old. I'm going to tell you, you may get up in the morning, put on some of this cream, put on some of that cream. You may get ready to go to bed at night, put some of that on, put some of this on. But I'm going to tell you... <laughs> You might want to get up in the morning and put some of this on. Put some of that on. You may want to get ready to go to bed at night and put some of that on. Put some of this on. Put some of that on. Put some of this on. There's something about a holy, godly woman that the Spirit of the Lord will preserve you and do something for you. And your beauty is far greater than any of this other stuff. Listen, I, I heard about some lady that put all this filler in her face. She's getting her heart right with God. She said, I've gone back and got all that stuff out. Because she said, I just like the way God made me. Come on, that's a novel thing in it again. You think God might know who you are and made you the way he wanted you to be? Do you realize there's a beauty that only God could give? And can I give you something, uh, Gen Z's? Let me tell you something. Quit lining up where you're going to go in a hundred years. And let me tell you, find this word right now. Come on, Gen Z, step up. You got it. I believe you're the ones that are going to bring the next Jesus revolution into America. I believe it's time. Aren't you ready for the time? Hey, church, what are you ready for? You remember, how many saw the Jesus revolution movie? Remember the church wouldn't accept all those weird-looking hippies? Remember that? Almost stunned that. So what would that look like today? What would that look like today? So what if uh, I'm going to go there because that's what I do? Because that's who you are and that's what I do. But what would you do if we're having a move of God and people are getting saved and we're having a modern day Jesus revolution and you come in one Sunday and there are four rows of transgenders sitting up here. I'm just going to look at you. I didn't say I agreed with what they were doing. I'm just saying on their way to find who Jesus really is and find out who he really made them to be. Come on, relax. You, you can, I'm, this is church. This is the word. I'm going to preach the word. I love everybody. I just said they're welcome. I want to know, will you sit by them? Well, it's quiet in the house. Instead of you wondering, is that a man or a woman, a dress or pants? You might want to say, what is the spirit of God doing in that life? What's the glory of God doing? What does it look like? I don't care. I just want somebody to find Jesus. I just want someone to get this done. Back in my day, it was when uh, the Ku Klux Klan or the Hells Angels and the Black Panthers were sitting on the same road together. Come on. Come on. Look. 
That scared some of you, didn't it? I've been, I've been there, done that. I've seen the Hell's Angels get saved. I've seen, I've seen the Black Panther get saved. I've seen the Ku Klux Klan get saved. I've seen the skinheads get saved. I, I've seen them get saved. I'm going to tell you, I have faith that Jesus can save anyone in any generation and any family. Who's going to welcome a revival? Who's going to welcome a revival? Who's going to welcome men and women searching to find who they are and who Jesus is? I'm going to tell you, that's why I'm telling you today, there's more. There's more. There's more. We've got to keep going. I want to press on. Anybody want to press on today? I started January 1. I'm still pressing. Anybody pressing with me today? I'm reaching for what's out there. I'm praying for what's out there. I'm standing for you and your family. Pastor Phyllis and I are saying, God's not done with your home. God's not done with your family. God's not through with you. You need to remember some things today. I remember our legacy. I remember your grandfather pastoring his church. I remember my dad getting saved and building a church. I remember your mother praying and my mother in heaven praying. I remember our legacy. I remember that. I remember my dad's mother, my grandmother, who was saved right out of the Azusa Street Revival and introduced the fullness of the Holy Spirit to our family. I remember my grandmother praying in the 1930s with her windows up with no air conditioning. Well, I don't remember. I, I would not, not that old. I remember the stories about my grandmother that my father told me. Think of this. You talk about uh, uh, segregation. It was the 1930s and her prayer partner was an African-American lady who would come to my grandmother's home and they would pray two days a week in her house. And my dad said, when you walked around the corner at the end of the block, you heard my mother and her prayer partner calling on the Lord, bringing heaven down in that neighborhood. I'm going to tell you, there's more. There's more. God says to a thousand generations that he's going to bless your home and bless your family. There's more for us today. Mom, God's going to answer your prayer. He's going to bring about what you thought and believed and prayed for. He's a big enough God to do those things. I want to go to these final chapters, final place, because we're going to pray together today. Turn to Isaiah 49. you got to find this. Verses 8 and 9, and then we're going to read two more verses in that chapter. It's our time to claim our promise today. It's our time to press in. Pastor Phyllis, in a moment, you're going to join me. We're going to pray together. Isaiah 49. I want you to find this. If you got a Bible, you need to get the Bible out and underline it. If it's your phone, you need to highlight it. It's right here. Isaiah 49, verses 8 and 9. This is the promise of God. This is what God says. This is what God will do. I believe he's going to do it on Mother's Day. Can anybody say amen? See, I know we could have done a little... I'm okay, you okay message, but I believe God had a promise for us today. I believe God spoke to Pastor Phyllis and said, let's renew our hope. Let's renew our grip. Let's believe God. Are you with, with me? I believe this is the word of the Lord for you. In fact, let me tell you this. You know, when you say Isaiah 49, we're turning there. When I watch this, I said this one thing, and I thought about a prophetic word given early this morning before church. It says, I let go of this so I can take hold of that. You know what you're really doing? Think of this. I'm letting go of that. I'm taking hold of that. Here's what you're doing. You're making an exchange. You're making an exchange. Wow. Look at God's economy. Look at the goodness of God. You talk about an exchange. God, what do I have to do to get all this blessing over here? Just let go of all that failure over there. You mean my failure is exchanged for your blessing? Yes, sir. I'll take it. Is that amazing? God, what do I do to get grace and mercy and forgiveness? Well, here's what you do. You give me all your sin. You give me all your failure. You give me all your heartache. You give me all your mistakes. And in exchange for that, I'll give you the blood of Jesus. I'll give you salvation. I'll give you hope. What an exchange. How many want to make that exchange with him today? Come on. Let's stop dwelling here. Let's exchange yesterday for what God's doing today. And here's your promise in every home, in every family. I believe this particularly for moms today. Isaiah 49, verses 8 and 9. This is what we read. Look at this. This is what the Lord says. Come on, you ready, lady? This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. I declare today is the day of the favor of God. Come on, are you ready, ladies? You need to, you need to start writing names in your Bible real fast right now. You need to start holding on. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I'll answer you. In the day of salvation, I will help you. Watch this. 
I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people. God's going to enter in covenant with you today. Come on, covenant. Oh, God always keeps his word. He's going to restore. Look at this. Reassign its desolate inheritances. We're making a declaration with God of covenant today. That every inheritance, everything he promised your family, everything you prayed over that child, everything God said to you today, the inheritances are being reestablished. Come on, is anybody with me? I'm going to say to the captives, come out. And I'm going to say to those in darkness, be free. Come on, mom, dad, family, Calvary, will you say it with me today? I'm going to count to three. I want you to say, come out like you believe it. Are you ready? We're standing at a door that is open. Today's it. Ready? Count to three. Come out. One, two, three. Say it. Come out. I'm, woo, I like that. I'm going to count to three and I want you to say, be free. One, two, three. Be free. Awesome. Now look at verse 24 and 25 and then we're going to pray. In this same chapter, this is powerful. Verses 24 and 25. Look at this. Can plunder be taken from warriors? Are captives, can they be rescued from the fierce? He said, people are looking, say, I can't beat them. I can't overcome that. I can't do this. Look at verse, but look at verse 25. Here it is again. This is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. The devil you thought had come in and stolen and taken. God says, I'm going to rip it back out of his hands. I'm going to take your inheritance back. I'm going to bring your family. I'm going to give you a future instead of a past. Come on, come on. I'm not done. Look at this. And I love this. I love, love, love this. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children. I will save. Oh, come on. That's the word of God. Hey, hey. I just sensed the Holy Spirit say this. I heard someone say, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Someone just said, I don't have children. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, well, I'm going to tell you before you have them, I'm going to save your children. God's going to give you a promise before you know. I'm just going to obey God. There's a lot going on in my spirit right now. There's someone here today, some lady. Will you, will you give us your testimony? This is a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. There's a lady in this room that's pregnant right now and you don't know it. You're pregnant right now and you don't know it. You and your husband are going to find out in the next 30 days you're pregnant. You've got to come tell us so we can tell the church, all right? I'm, I'm, listen, you understand? I'm no fortune teller. There's none of that silly stuff. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a lady in this room. You're going to have a baby. You don't even know it. You've been praying for this baby. You've been praying for this baby. Jesus. So relax. Everybody don't want one. No Abraham and Sarah. You can relax. You and your husband praying for a baby. You're pregnant. You're pregnant right now. You've conceived. You're going to find out these next few days. Man, God's good, isn't he? And you know what God said? He's going to save that child. That baby's going to love him and serve him. So I want you to stand with me. Come on and stand right now. Pastor Phyllis, join me. I want to speak over your family. Ladies, we want to bless you. How would you like? Would you like the ladies to come up? And pray over these ladies. This morning, what I really feel direct is, how many of you remember why you walked through that door, the promise that you're walking through? Raise your hand. I do. I want you to come to the front this morning. Come on. Everybody that remembers what you walked through that door for that morning, I want you to come to the front. Ah, this is great. You can start background atmosphere. You know why we do that? Because we set the atmosphere for the presence of the Lord to come in. Come on over this way. Come on. Come on in. Crowd on into the front. Come to the front. Come on, guys. This is wonderful. There's faith. I feel the faith of the Lord in the room. 
feel faith. Faith is rising. Next, after this group of people today, if you're believing for a prodigal son or daughter to come home, I want you to join them if you're not up here. If you're believing for a prodigal son or daughter to come home, I want you to join them. My third request this morning, if you're believing for a supernatural miracle in your health or for someone else, I want you to join us this morning. Come on, step close. Come on, step close. Yes, come on, Pastor. It's not a repeat of something you've already done. This is the next book release of instructions from the Lord for His promise to be fulfilled. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. Yes. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. The tools of life and the cares, the burden of what you carry is so heavy that the Lord had a word for you today. And he wants to take you where you are today and lift the burden off of your shoulders. And he wants you to lay it aside. He's with you, mighty warriors. He is with you, mighty warriors. The Lord is great inside of you. And your faith is stronger today than it was even January 1. The Lord is with you. And even though you can't see that He is working, He is. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's whispering to your loved one today. He's calling them home to Himself today. He's releasing miracles, wonders, and signs in your life today. He's doing greater things than you can think or you can imagine. I want you to begin to lift your hands and thank the Lord for breakthrough today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough anointing. Thank you, God. Begin to praise your way. Begin to praise your way to the victory of the Lord today. Everyone in the house, begin to worship the Lord, honoring Him and giving Him glory for His faithfulness and His goodness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Faithful, faithful is your name. Faithful is your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we just agree together right now. You contend with those who contend with us. And our children, you will save. That's the word of the Lord. Father, your word is true and faithful. We declare it's your word that it is being released. You said your word will never return unto you void, but will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. So, Lord, your word is sent to the north and the south and the east and the west. Your word is gathering right now. Believe with me, church. The Spirit of the Lord is gathering. The Spirit of the Lord is drawing. The Spirit of the Lord is wooing and bringing and shifting and changing. He's melting hard hearts. He's breaking down big walls. He is opening blind eyes. He is opening deaf ears. He is opening closed hearts. He is speaking His will and word. And they are coming. Our sons and our daughters from the north and the south and the east and the west. They are coming, says the Lord. Even now, there is an army of restoration that is moving into the purpose of God. Lord, we declare strength. We say your word again that we're going to mount up with wings like eagles. We're going to run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. There's new faith in the prayer life. There's new strength in the soul. There's new vitality in the body. Lord, we declare healing, restoration, the freshness, the goodness, the greatness of God. Lord, today is not just any day. It is a day designed for mothers to be encouraged, to be honored, to be reminded. They have walked through doors and God is bringing them in. Lord, there's more for our family. It's not over. The last chapter hasn't been written. 
the enemy is a liar. What man rejected, God has accepted. What man lied, God speaks truth. Where hearts are broken, healing comes. Lord, where where the mother wasn't there, you said you'd be a father and a mother to us. Where families have been divided, restoration is happening. For those that are lonely, you're placing the orphan in the midst of a spiritual home. For those that have been weary, you're lifting the burden. This is a day of celebration. This is a day of restoration. This is not the day to be hard, the day to labor. This is a day of rejoicing, God. It's a day when you said, I'll take over. I'll take over. I'll take over. I'll take over. I'll bring it to pass, says the Lord. Is there anything too hard for Him to do? We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. It's your day to triumph. It's your day to break through. It's your day to lift and encourage. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We receive your grace, your mercy. You said you'd contend with those who've been contending with us. That you'll take it back from the fierce and the strong. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Ladies, I believe if there's any message that God would have for us, families and everyone here today, that there are days you need to rest. There are days you need to rest. How many hear what I'm saying? Now, I'm doing my best to help Pastor Phyllis today. It, nobody wants me cooking in my house. And Mother's Day, everybody's at the restaurant. So I said, I can grill something. I'm trying to let her rest today. But here's what I want to see that picture. Spiritually, listen to me. I just, so strong. You've been fighting, praying, fighting and praying. You know what I'm saying? Just laboring, laboring. Here's what the Lord says. I got you today. I'm going to carry you into a season. I'm going to, like Moses praying and he got tired and Aaron and her held his arms up. The Lord's going to hold your arms up, ladies. The Lord's going to come beside you. And where you push and push, God said, I'm going to carry you for a while. I'm just going to pick you up. Listen to me. You're going to get there. You hear me, ladies? You're going to get there. You're going to get there. God's going to carry you there. God's going to make sure you get there. I don't want you worrying. Is it going to happen? It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's not going to happen. It's happening. Let's stay in this thing and let God do it. I believe that with all my heart. God is faithful. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.